I'm a customer. You can't just not meet a deadline on this particular project now for the third time without any communication. I am annoyed that I have to follow up with you and pay you. Right. So I'm making it clear. Like, when can you? I need this today. Can you get this done today? He's like, yep. Let me be clear. Okay. For clarity. For clarity. If I don't get this work today, <laughs> the threat was crazy. I am going to bash you on my podcast. <laughs> Everybody is going to know that you are talented, but you fail at meeting deadlines. And for a CEO, that is detrimental. So if you don't want that to happen, I need the work that's now almost a week late today. Mm. Guess when I got the work? Five minutes later, <laughs> before we even left the table, I'm showing the work. Right. And I love this young man, really nice young man, really sweet. But we can't coddle people in that way to allow them to keep taking advantage. Like I can't keep you want me to support your business. You not only want me to support it by being a customer, you want me to refer you other customers. I know that you just got this apartment. You got rent to pay. You got somebody got to give you some tough love and say, we can't do this. Right. You didn't. When we walked away from this agreement, we were clear. You told me that you would have something to me later today. Nope. I don't even want to put you under that pressure because we've been here before. You got about a week on this one. I need this one tomorrow. Let me show you why um, I don't get frustrated with him. Okay. Because I know him. I know who he is. Like if somebody, like if somebody's like constantly late on work, they're late. Yeah. But I had a different conversation with him. I said, yo, um, like there's, you're missing deadlines and you're always late. And even the people that I refer you to, like, it's not, I'm like, yo, what's happening? Let's talk about it. I'm like, are you overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, man, I just take on too many projects and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach you with a different conversation now. Anytime I ask him for something, if I need something on the fly, I ask him up front, do you have the capacity to do it? And I said, yo, I'm going to open a, we're going to have an open space for you and I to talk. And I always tell him, if you can't do it, tell me no. Because he'll have a habit of accepting it. And I, and I just understand who he is now, right? So I'm like, yo, if you can't do it, tell me no. Because now I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring him. Mm-hmm. If, if you take on too much, you won't be able to effectively do any of it. And then you're going to have to door dash, bro. I'm telling you. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to The Social Proof Podcast. Me and Donnie are here. We're going to talk entrepreneurship stuff. So before we start recording, let's just talk about words real quick. Okay. Because what's your name, bro? So Reggie. First off, words getting money out here. Okay. Words getting money. Words, his videographer is here with him. His videographer is like he flew in his videographer from, for, from New Jersey and then showed up with a barber, right? So that's crazy. When you travel with a barber, you getting money out here. Definitely. You know what I mean? But we asked words a question in front of his videographer, like, yo, is your videographer, is that your videographer or, you for, or is he for the streets? Which is an interesting conversation. Definitely was. So uh, right now, the thing to do is to have an on-staff videographer. I think mm. I'm the only one without one. And so David asked that question and Word said, no, he's not for the streets. Videographer said, well, we talking about it. We talking about it. It's in discussion. Yeah, you better get them off the streets, man. Yo, it's like it's like somebody, say you're dating somebody, right? 
Mm. And they plan on making it serious. It's a relationship. And you're like, yo, we together when we together. But she looking like, uh, yeah. but when we're going to at least get a title or something. 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 They're technically still... Like- I feel like this is a relationship. You're obviously seeking a more long-term permanent commitment. Yep. But your man's over here still got two feet out oh, yeah, in the for streets. Sure. He ready to hop off the curb. Yeah, don't be at a- any moment. It sounds like you're afraid of commitment, bro. Sounds like you're afraid of commitment. It's wild. It sounds like maybe you're moving too fast. You're moving too fast. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm telling you, somebody, somebody gonna catch him out here and but be like, you know, "Yo, that happens when in the first encounter you don't clarify what you're looking for up front." Mm-hmm. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's 100. percent Yeah. So, um, Donnie, how was your week in entrepreneurial land? What's one thing you learned? Oh, it has nothing to do with entrepreneurship, but one thing that I learned is to consistently take care of your body. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's really important. So, guys, we cannot get money if our health is in jet. Like, we can't feel good about only getting money if we're kind of neglecting our bodies. I don't necessarily neglect my body, but what I have done is started to, you know, work out like four days a week. And I've been doing that now for like the last maybe four months, right? Mm. But I skip. This is the process. I want the nice body. I want to be in shape. I want to be able to move around. But I skip a part of the process that my trainer tells me all the time. Hey, make sure you walk it out after your workout. Make sure you're stretching every single day. Mm-hmm. I skip the stretching because I'm like, look, I've already made time. I, I squoze some time in mm-hmm. to fit in my workout, right? And now you want me to do 12 extra minutes on the treadmill to walk my muscles out. And then you want me to go up and spend 20 minutes stretching. I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Well, woke up one day with my back locked up. Mm. lower back locked up and it has something to do with me not stretching out my hamstrings and my glutes. So I decide I have a super uncomfortable sofa at home. It just looks good, but you don't want to sit on it. You certainly don't want to sleep on it. I'm thinking I need something firm. Like if I sleep on something firm, it'll kind of work out the child. I slept on that sofa and I swear I had to roll off and slide to the bathroom. <laughs> but I have been down now a week. I can't really. I have a whole, you see this thing that I have sitting by. I have on a back, well, not right now, I took it off. I'm walking around with a back brace on. Mm. All because I want the result, but I'm skipping some steps. That's a fact. Once you start doing the work, even when it looks like you're getting the result, because <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't get it. What do you mean? <laughs> what are we saying here? I mean, you, know, you see the slimmy and the trimmy coming together. Even when, when you want the result, when it starts to look like you're getting your result, it's natural to say, I'm going to skip some steps and just do the piece that contributes the most to the result. Mm-hmm. But the biggest lesson would be that the entire journey is an entire is a whole contribution and you mm-hmm. cannot skip the steps. Otherwise, you will damage something somewhere along the line. You're going to miss something and it's going to be more detrimental. Like me skipping, stretching has had me unable to like really walk straight up for almost a week now. Yeah. Now we're traveling in a couple of days. I'm concerned about how I'm going to be on a four hour flight. Hopefully this is done by then. But skipping those steps have caused more pain than the pain of me finding the time to do the work. That's a fact. Yo, it's, it's like, 
you want to listen to all of the stuff, like you said, that applies to the big result. Like, yo, you you follow my stuff. Like, yo, you 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 make these sales. You set up the system. You got to make some money. And then at the end, it's like, all right, well, make sure when you start making this money, you put a little bit aside for taxes. Mm-hmm. This is good. But who listens to that part? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, I'm getting money out here. Let's go. But what happens is if you do all the other stuff and you become successful, and then the thing that you didn't want to do seems so small and insignificant as you keep growing, yeah. it's like, ah, nah, it's not, not that important. And then you owe hundreds of thousands. Yep. It's like, yo, now I'm in a worse situation. Now I'm just, I, I, knew, I know how to make the money, but I don't know how to conserve it. And the conservation of money, let's say putting money aside for taxes, right? It's not just taxes itself. It's a part of the discipline. Mm-hmm. of the act of doing the thing that the coach is telling you to do. So you really got to like listen to all the stuff. That's why I went, if, if I'm coaching you and you haven't done everything I've asked you to do, you cannot say what I'm telling you to do doesn't work because you don't even know. That's a fact. People just skip certain steps. And I, and I, yo, listen, when I start teaching and coaching, I pour out everything I got mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to hold anything back. I'm not trying to upsell you. I genuinely want people to win. But it's the details that make the big difference. We can all have a podcast, right? I have a podcast, Donnie have a podcast, Brand have a podcast, and we're all doing the podcast thing. But there are certain things, small tweaks that I'm going to do that Brand is not going to do. And he's going to see different results, drastically different. But he's like, oh, well, I dropped the same day he drops. The episodes are the same, same song. I got a co-host too. But it's the, it's the little thing. It's the little things. Yo, you got to make sure you're consistent on social media too, promoting. And you don't want to do that part and you wonder why there's such a drastic difference in the thing that you want to do while you hire the coach and what you have. So that's important. Don't skip the steps. What about you? What's your big entrepreneurial lesson? Um, whoo! I was in LA. Okay. And I was at dinner and this guy, really cool guy, um, I just met him, but he came in from another state to work with the young lady who brought me. I don't want to say like names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, you know, he was he was moving. He's like moving to another house. And he's obviously doing well in life and business and stuff like that. And you know me, I get curious. I'm just asking questions like, yo, so uh, I'm like, you got kids? He's like, yeah, I got kids. I'm like, yo, so man, put them kids to work, man. So everybody could, could uh, put it together. And I, like, we're just talking and it comes out. He said, uh, well, actually, I'm getting a divorce. Mm. I'm like, dang. He said, after 44 years. Together for 44 years, married for 40. And y'all know me. I've got to know what's going on. I have to know. So he proceeds to tell me, man. He said, I messed up. He said, I I messed up, man. Um, He said, uh, uh, you know, he just pretty much messed up. And he's kind of talking about, he was like, yo, I told my lawyer, give my wife everything. She can have everything. And he and he's like, yo, y'all can split the house. He's like, no, I messed up. Give her everything. Hmm. And y'all know me. I need to know what happened, bro. So he starts going through this story. Uh, he said, yo, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. Like, I messed up. Like, so what I'm saying is not going to be an excuse. But what he said was, um... COVID, something happened where his, his wife caught COVID in the beginning, but his daughter 
um, his daughter was dropping off their grandkids and the grandkid was with them for a while. So between COVID, um, being in the house, and obviously after his wife catches COVID, she don't really want to be around people no more. But he goes out. Like he said, yo, we've been doing everything together for 40 years. He's like, yo, we was on this trip. I would have been, she would have been on this trip with me. Like business trip, she just travels with him. And he said, um, well, after kind of COVID happened and we everything's restricted, we couldn't go out anymore. And we couldn't be together as much. And he said, um, I let myself get the best of me. 40-something years. And I'm and I'm asking like, yo, was this like a recurring thing? And he's like, yo, it was literally the last two years of like it was something that he was, he was missing, and he couldn't travel and be as be together and out with his wife and having all that fun like that with his wife as as much as possible, uh, as much as they used to, and uh, that was the thing. So for clarity, he cheated. Yeah, yeah. forty four, and if you're at least eighteen, puts us at sixty two. Up there, imagine that. Imagine that. I've been together 44 years. <clears throat> and what and I'm thinking, it's a terrible way of thinking. But I'm like, one time out of 44 years? Huh? <laughs> it's over. Let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that it's a not as a bad thing. I'm like, that yo, ain't no forgiveness in there. Nah, she wanted out. Yeah, she wanted out. I mean, one time in 44 years. Well, so there's a lot of stuff that's happening right now in that time frame. So we're talking like 2020 to 2022. And there was just a lot of emotional torment just happening during that time because of the isolation and people aren't used to that. But so I am not an advocate of, of cheating. And I always say I've not had many experiences where I've been cheated on. Right. Maybe seriously, like two in my whole life. And that's not a lot. No, because no, no? it's not. It's not a lot. Being and, cheated on twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no. not a little bit. No, it's not a little bit. But these, this was also at a time where, you know, I'm probably in my 20s. And Does everybody cheat? Can I? All the men, no. <laughs> Put the camera on me. So, no, we don't. Make this a clip. Make this a clip. <laughs> Share, this is shareable. Um, but this is in your 20s. And, you know, I was in my 20s. And, you know, people are young and immature and, mm. and, and things like that. And when I said I was done after cheating, I was done. So I'd like to believe that 20 years later, I am still that woman that if you were to cheat on me, I'm done. Mm. Um, however, 44 years, yeah. um, not just 44 years, but also at a time in your life where people start planning for their final chapter. Yeah. Right. Um, to say, hey, this one occurrence, we're done. I mean, she was probably so, like, I gave you 44. On one hand, she's probably just like, 44 years? Like, you humiliate me in this way at this age, at this big grown age, you big dummy. You know, that could have been one perspective. And then the other one was like, look, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to, I stand more to gain now at this time. I'm out. You gonna find a sixty-five-year-old stallion? <laughs> I mean, what you? Where are you going? Yo, this is my. Not, I don't hate to say it, but that, like, where are you going? I, there are a lot of sixty-five-year-old stallions that are ready and available. There are. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. There are. Listen, these men right now, the older they're getting, the more attractive they're becoming. 65, they got that full, you know what I mean? It ain't quite salt and pepper anymore. It's grown. It's it's gray. It's masculine. That hair has grayed over. They've accepted Reese, that. Come on. Reese, come on. Give it to me. Yeah. Come on, oh, man. Y'all see what's going on. Y'all see what's oh, happening. We're close. I said we're beyond the salt and pepper. Yeah, but um, let, me, let me tell you, like, the biggest lesson that I learned is you have to be very careful about your environment constantly. Yeah, one bad decision. One bad decision. And it, it's like the, it. I, I look at it as, yo, maybe it was that decision of, okay, you know what? You don't want to go, I'm going to go mm -hmm. by myself. So maybe the tripwire was that. Yo, I, I'm just going to start going by myself. And maybe the first time he went out, he's probably like, man, I wish my wife was here, man. This would be, I feel uncomfortable. Then you come back. And you go out again. You're like, man, it would be cool if my wife was here. But then you go out and you might prefer it. Yeah. It's like the, everything is like this like slippery slope where you got to be careful of like the small habit. Everybody got addicted to cigarettes by the, not the first time they took a cigarette, but by the time they decided to constantly hang around people who smoke all the time. Mm. So I'm, I'm very conscious not to, not to hang around people who are doing the thing that I know that maybe I have a struggle with. Mm. So I don't, I don't really have a struggle with drinking or smoking or all that kind of stuff. We about to go to Vegas. We about to go to Vegas and I'm turning cups up. And I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm going to do my best to hang around you all in the casino. No, please. He'll be there. You're just not gambling. You might, uh, you can gamble. Yeah, it, I can't. It, it's just, I'll give you a couple of to shoot some craps. It doesn't behoove me to gamble because I know I know internally how I feel. I don't care if we gamble for $5. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose none of that. And if I lose it, you know what we're going to do? We got to run that back. Wow. 
We got to run that back. Yeah. I mean, but that's... Then we got to start playing for 20, then 100, and we got to play for more. I got to get my money back. I understand. I'm the same way. I want to get my money back. But when I... First of all, you're not going to be in Vegas often, right? Mm -hmm. How often are you around the casino? But I believe that you can still do things that, like, you know, me having a cocktail, whether it's a, you know, sex on the beach or a Hennessy margarita, both of them, light drink, strong drink. If I drink too much of them, I struggle. I can struggle with 100%. becoming an alcoholic, right? But I don't. I know my limits. Right. I know that at dinner, I'll never have more than two drinks at one time, right? That's just not. We've been out, Daddy. Yes. You'd have more than two. <laughs> I said no. at dinner. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, I think it's all about what you struggle with, though. What I just know I have. I have an addictive uh, personality. So do I. Now, see, I haven't did not. That's only why we do, don't really talk no more because I be, I be leaving. Yo, the way I feel if I lose, it's not the money. Like I lose thirty dollars. I'll be playing. Uh, we'll be playing Tunk at, at at Brandon's uncle's house, and if I lose fifty dollars, I get a little bit of anxiety. I start feeling it, and I'm frustrated. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like you. the feeling, bro. I'm addicted to winning, and especially when money is involved. I like to see more money and more money and more money, not less, less, less. So I too can go to Vegas and I have been there before. Before I understood boundaries, I have been in Vegas and been on the flight back like, Jesus Christ, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> how are we? Because I convinced myself like you can get six months rent if you just play one more time. And then I or probably lose six months. I probably left you losing, you know, three to six <laughs> months rent. I just kept going back and kept going back to the ATM where literally on the flight back, I felt sick to my stomach. And again, this is like younger years and 20 years ago, literally sick to my stomach. Me now, knowing the value of my money and what I have to do to get it, um, I know that I can afford to risk a little bit. 100%. But at the same time, I have a boundary because yeah. no matter how much I have in the bank, I'm not leaving it here in the casino for you rich people to continue to get richer off of. Mm -hmm. So I have a boundary. So we're going to do like, what like a thousand dollars for you? No, you're gonna give me a thousand dollars? No. Oh. No. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying it's it's. I I just know that I don't like the way I feel when I lose anything. Mm. Listen, if I was gonna teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me ten thousand? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're gonna make a million dollars. Would you give me ten thousand? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Especially Let me ask you this. If you money. purchase like a Fendi sweater, mm -hmm. which you have plenty of, like what, $1,500, $2,000 for your sweater? What are we talking about right now? Okay. If you misplace the sweater... And you can't find it. You've lost the sweater. You've essentially lost fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Do you feel any way? Nope. 
So it's just the actual cash coming out of your hand. It's the yes, the gambling with the anticipation of making more, and I don't, or I do, and I just I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't is, know why I feel that way. I think that it's important to understand that we're gambling all day, every day. There's something that you're doing, and you're you're taking a gamble. Here's the next lesson: you got to get around people who support your decisions. <laughs> I feel like it's the devil on my shoulder right here, like. <laughs> Come on, man. You could gamble. So it's not that... I, I, I'm just saying... You don't I, have a problem with it. If you were an addict and you said, Donnie, I had an experience. I went through a couple of years. This could really cause some some trauma, open up some doors that I don't want to open. But that's not the case. Like, you lost $50 playing Monopoly. It's games. not... It's Grow not... Up. It's not... It's not the amount of money. I don't... Like, I don't... I don't even, like, gamble on Monopoly. Listen, the whole point is... Here's the thing. I'll probably no, no, give no, my no, wife $500, a $1,000. I'll give my wife some money. The whole point is... I'm sick of you cutting me off. Yeah. Listen. No, no, no. Because no. you're trying to convince me. He's you're trying to convince. That's like, I'm saying, I don't drink. You're like, yo, you got one drink. You're like, no, I really struggle. I am gonna... But it's nothing wrong. Okay, okay, get a beer. It's not a drink. It's like, get yo. A little... <laughs> <laughs> get, a little, get a little sex on the beach. Come on, it's man. A light drink. No, but seriously. So the thing is, I, I believe that you can experience once in a lifetime moments. Mm. We've known each other since 2015. Sure. Have we ever experienced the casino? No. No. We're going on a couples trip. We're going to have, this is our first couples trip together. This is our first um, time in Vegas, I think, together. Mm -hmm. This is our first time going to an Usher concert together. Like, we're going to bang this experience out. You know what I mean? We got to hit the casino. It's not even for the cash. It's for the content, Shans, and you know that. You can't have phones in there anyway. We what are you talking figure about? It out. No, we not. Yes, we are. No, you can't have no you phones out. You can have a out. phone in the casino. You, you can't, can't record. You can't. They don't know. You can't. They all right, first off, you, you see what I'm saying? See how bad this is. Yeah. Okay, so me... now, now we try and break the rules, break the law, and give me. Here's it out. I'm gonna be there with my wife, and it's not about the losing if of the money. Shans I don't play. To... I'm gonna give my and my wife says, "Yo, let me have five hundred dollars to play." A thousand. Done. Yeah, done. Done. That's all I wanted, really. Yeah. We don't care about she can play. Yeah. It's cool. I just know. I just know who I am. Listen, I've done the research. His wife is pregnant. I have found the smoke-free casino. There's only one in Vegas. <laughs> That's where we're gonna be. We're gonna get Dre all the cranberry juice she wants. Me and EJ will have all of the stuff added to the cranberry juice that we want. And we're all going to have a good time. Yeah. And let me assure you of this. While David won't spend $20 playing one hand of blackjack, he is going to go across the street to the mall. And he is going to buy himself some nice luxury designer wear because he's going to say, but this isn't at the one in Atlanta, though. Yeah. You're going to do that. Nothing wrong with that. That's a bad habit. How is that a bad habit? It's a bad habit. Okay. Because that's a for that first of all, it's selfish. Mm-mm. It's selfish. What's selfish about Because it? you're going and you're doing something to self-gratify. This is a group experience, and sometimes you have to take one for the Yo, team. this is literally it's the memories that I'm talking about. This is about. literally the example of a terrible friend. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, yo, the fact that you're trying to convince me to do something that I struggle with, and maybe you don't struggle with it. It's cool. You should, so yeah, again, it's, you don't struggle with it. All you right. get mad at losing that Yo, this is crazy. I don't like that either. I don't I don't like that either. Then don't play cards at the casino. I don't gamble. So I don't like losing a monopoly. I don't well, I don't really lose the brand. What are we but, even talking about? Well, here's 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 the point. You have to know what you struggle with, and you can't let anybody else convince you that it's not that bad. 
Because so let me say this: you struggle with the shopping habit, and I am here as your I don't friend. struggle with that. I am here as your friend to tell you to put your wallet in Dre's purse. I don't you struggle don't with touch that. Touch it, you absolutely, David. You ran something new every time I see you. If I, I like call, it. If I call him, or if he calls me, and I'm at the mall, ooh, what they got, what they got, like. His shopping needs are so terrible that he doesn't even have to be at the mall. <laughs> Yo, you know right? what's crazy? You are really amplifying a problem that's not a problem. You have a worse shop habit than me. I didn't say I did My point is, my point is, <laughs> I'm going, this conversation is like even more, uh, uh, gives me more motivation to it's not, not gamble. Because I, and maybe, <laughs> yo, Donnie, between, I got to say this now, because between Brandon and Donnie, those are my best friends in the world. Who come? Whose name did you say first? So, here's the thing. Brandon, lo- I mean, Donnie loves me so See, much. I will slap by you right now, okay? <laughs> like- Do- Donnie loves me so much that she is trying to test my will. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We running it up at the casino. Caesars, here we come. Do you hear Absolutely. me? Now, here's the thing, though. If I hit, win a couple thousand dollars. That is on you. Then, so, you want to benefit from the gambling, but you don't want to participate. Okay. What are you talking about? How is this like, how is this the same conversation? Am I off? Is this, am I tripping? Should you be able to benefit? It sounds like manipulation, doesn't it? For me words? Yeah. What what, what exactly, let me ask you, what exactly are you fighting for right now? Fun. Okay. <laughs> for content. I that. Thanks for a good podcast episode. That's what's up. <laughs> Yo, Reese, can we make sure this camera's in focus? I don't know if it is. I can't see it that good. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was my lesson, uh, actually talking to um the gentleman. Yeah. And uh I I, I realized that everybody has a weak moment. Yeah. Like something, there's something triggering about everybody, right? And I think once we really identify what that thing is that really trips us up, we'll be in a better place. So I want to know. So there are so many men, and, and we're not talking about the gentleman that you met anymore, but this just brings me back to how this affects entrepreneurs, high-level mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that are that are bringing in some money. Your lifestyle looks extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's supportive. Like, it's all, it's known that there are groups of men and women who target married people for a reason. And from women to men, sometimes it's almost like I want him to provide the same lifestyle for me that he does for his wife. Is that the thought? Is that the thinking behind it? Um, not all the time. Sometimes it's sex. Sometimes that. it's, you know, they they want what you what you give her. It looks so attractive. Let me shimmy up close to him so maybe I can get a percentage of that. I think that that has a lot to do with it. I don't know. Um, but I I have I have heard Does that. anyone here dated a married person? And Back like, there on the wall, absolutely has dated someone. Ain't nobody. Me. You did? You did, Mary person? Yeah, let's get him right? a mic right now. Yeah, let's get, get him, him a mic. I want to. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> He's like, I'm not on camera with it. <laughs> He's incriminating himself. Yeah. Oh, all right. Just give him a round of applause right. for bravery, because I would never, <laughs> would never admit that. Okay, go ahead. This is not a current situation, right? Okay, all right. There's not much to it. I Are you just, married now? No, I'm not married now. I'm single. Oh, so you're just in the streets, taking whatever. <laughs> I was in the streets. It's and, a chill for you. You know what I mean? She had a lifestyle. She was like, let's go. It was in Vegas, actually. And uh, Older? Older? 
Yeah, she was got a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, had a little brand. Yeah, yeah. Pension like, money. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I yeah. got you. Um, baby, I sugar. I want to fly you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time. And then she was like, yeah, I got to get back to the family. I was like, well, you have a good time. Bye. <laughs> that's good. That's it. Any part of that, like, does any part of that bother you? Or you do you think about... Do you have any remorse? Yeah. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Anyway, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to be a brief. He's like, oh, not at all. Oh, man. Let me ask you this. What, a tr- what was appealing about that situation to you? Well, it was more like, I didn't know about it until like midway through. And by that mm-hmm. time, I was invested. So I was like. So you kind of had some love for her. Love for the lifestyle. <laughs> How long did this last? So do you hear what this is saying? What? He was in it for the money, honey. I am at, is it still up? Is no. that still you? No? That was like years ago. How long did it last? Like three months. You feel used? <laughs> would you, if she hit you up today? Nah, 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 I'm a different man now. <laughs> I got morals. <laughs> <laughs> so you were without morals at that time? The morals are different. I can say that. The yeah. morals are different. I like that. So so he kind of just validated what I said. Typically, there's like some type of financial gain attached to it. Some people are just trifling, right? But mm-hmm. we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who are like, I don't want commitment for whatever reason, or they lack self-confidence, so they attach. My question, though, is as you are advancing as an entrepreneur, we're at events all the time. People want to talk to us. It's phone calls. It's Zooms. It's regular faces-to-face face-to-faces is, you know, it's constant contact with women. How do you, how do you stay so solid and faithful? Like, how do you, I know that they're at making advances. I mean, not really, not really. It's crazy. I, I would think it'd be more, but <laughs> I, would, I would think I'd get a little more love, but I don't. Really? That's, a, that's, that's really a good thing. It's crazy. It's you don't wild. You feel like, dang, I ain't got it no more. <laughs> 
don't think I've ever had it. You know what I mean? I just, I just, yeah, every, every, I don't, I don't know if I've ever like went up to somebody. I mean, maybe I never like approached like a baddie and was successful. I can see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, I can see What's that. Her, would, yeah. <laughs> First of all, Dre is a baddie. Okay. Dre is a baddie. But, we, but that was, on the app where I'm swiping, she's swiping, we happen to swipe together. We already together. knew it was a go. We already know what's up. Yeah, but I, I could see you um, thinking that you couldn't approach a baddie, um, for sure. However, even and, though- And I never had, I don't think I've ever had like a real baddie come at me. I could see I mean? that too. Yeah. No, I mean, these it's are things that I can see. <laughs> I didn't, you know what I mean? So, even though you hadn't had it happen a lot, mm-hmm. Somebody has hit on you yeah. as a married man. Yeah, but they always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. And like, shouts out to my 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 beautiful voluptuous ladies, but it's always. I don't know. Like tall and slender. I used to be slender. Tall and slender. I don't know, man. Them the voluptuous ones love me. <laughs> and I, yeah. Okay, so from that perspective, obviously you're not entertaining it, but do you ever express, like, disgust? Like, are you kidding me? Like, everybody knows I'm married. Why would you even... Don't nobody talk to me like that, so I can't. But here's, to answer your question, I do have a very strong moral compass. Mm -hmm. You do. I really do. And I'm thinking of... I, I'm not, I'm not even, it's not even like I'm, I'm thinking of respecting my wife. I'm like on a journey of, um, of I want to be a solid person because I'm a solid person. For sure. So you're not, you're not about to have me, um, I'm not about to gossip about somebody else or I'm not going to tell somebody else's secrets because I don't want to be the type of person that tells somebody secrets or I'm not going to get over on you because I don't get over on people. Yeah. Like whether it's my enemy or nothing, I just I just don't. So, like let's say for instance, there's a young lady that's passing, right? And you could tell from the front <laughs> that joint's crazy. <laughs> and it's it's not that I I don't notice it, but in my head, I'm thinking when she by the time you get to the side, I'm just gonna look the other way. Mm-hmm. because like in my head I'm like I'm not looking I'm not going to look so I might be talking to you and I'm like I'm not going to look at that I'm not looking at that and sometimes I'll be talking here and somebody's walking by I'm like I'm not going to look I'm just there I'm right on you Focus. I'm, I'm focused Focus. and not that anything's wrong with that or getting in trouble but I know myself It and I've seen I've seen other um, situations and not even in relationships or what it could be gambling or drinking it's it's the point of, okay, now I'm just starting to look. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Nothing wrong with just looking. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to look deeper when nobody's looking. So if nobody's here, I'm on my... That's crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I try not to even start the process because I want to be... And it, maybe it's not not being integral, but I feel like it's not having integrity to be looking at a whole bunch of women. When my, if my wife was here, I wouldn't do that if she was here. Mm. I don't want to do anything that if someone's next to me, I would I would do it differently because of who's next to me. So this is just my own personal journey. Yeah. 
I, I, I like that a lot. I appreciate it. I think that both men and women would think twice about even approaching somebody's significant mm-hmm. other, um, whether significant or married, if we treated it more like it was just disgusting. Like, I can't even believe you did that. And I think we let it slide or people let it slide so much. Like, no, nah, I'm married or no, nah, I'm involved. And it just kind of passes by and they go on to the next available bachelor or bachelorette or married man or married woman, mm-hmm. and they continue the cycle. But I, I, I've wondered because I've seen, especially like in the network marketing industry, uh, when I was coming up in that, you know how those leaders, they they like the man. People look at them like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And people look at the women like, I want to be her. And the men are like, I want to sleep with her. And uh-huh. the same thing for the men, because you look larger than life. Mm-hmm. And just all the temptation that you must get, not you, that... <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, like the super attractive, well put together people we get, you know, um, it has to be, it has to be exhausting. For me, it's not even flattering. Mm. It's just like, stop it. I'm a square. Yeah, you That's are. That's crazy. But. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Squares, Yo, are, this... squares, actually, when I think about it, the only guys that I've had serious relationships with have been squares. They're well put together, but they're squares. Yeah, we need to like have a roast counter. Like, because you didn't hit me a couple times. They're well put together. Like, (laughs) no, and and I was only motivated to say that because I like when you saw these speckled socks, Mm -hmm. did you see them and say, yo, these are it right here? They can't. Bombus, right? Mike, Mike, Mike. What you mean? they're confusing. They look, they look dirty. Like they have lint balls. I was like, I don't, I don't need the mic. No, you can't. Yeah, they can't hear. Yo, I was looking at them like, is are they linty or like, is it speckled on mm. purpose? Is like, that what you were thinking too on? about my socks? Because we just met today. No? <laughs> I don't, yo, it wasn't. So check this out. So check this out. Shout out to my, uh, my man, he got the Crown Me collection. I, I was wearing the, the shorts. He's always going to convert it to some kind of. And then. It's a black-owned business. But it has it was, nothing to do with your son. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Okay. And then I saw this shirt, like, to support black colleges. I'm like, oh, I'm just throwing my boys apparel. And I was looking for black socks. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find any black socks. And these are the only black ones I had, so I just threw them on. Yeah, a couple of those colors. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Where are we at, 31? <laughs> yeah, 31. That's cool. Anyway, are we going to talk about some business? Yeah, but, um, yes. So, so I think we weren't talking about business a little bit. No, we weren't. Kind of. Oh, oh, okay. Here's another one. So we had, a, I made a post, right? And then you had something to say about it. And I thought it was going to be, I thought it was a very, it's something we could talk about. And I made the post that said, um, I love when my team asks for clarity. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, I'll say something like, yo, I'll say, and Kashif is the king of this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like I'm talking about, is I gotta leave like at least a couple minutes. I know because he gonna get clear. So I'll say something, and he'll be like, "Okay, so what you're saying is, so for clarity." Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it because I'll say something, he'll be like, "Okay, so for clarity," and he'll say back what he thought I was saying, and that's not what I was saying at all. But that's how he interpreted, it, or that's how I said it. That's how he understood it. And I'm like, "No, no, I'm not saying that." I'm saying this. And you're like, okay, so just to be clear, you want this. And I'm like, oh, yes, we're on the same point. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. But some people, mm-hmm. they, don't like, they don't like to have to repeat themselves. 
I want to invite you to pick my brain. Mine too. Mine too. Yours too? Mine too. Yours too. Okay, you guys. We are so excited because we just dropped our newest podcast series called The Brain Picker Podcast. David. Oh, it's going down. You get to pick our brain. You have a business idea, a concept. You're stuck. You can't get off the ground. You need the advice of seasoned, experienced entrepreneurs. Not only entrepreneurs that are practitioners, but we got a lot of people that we've been coaching all over the last decade. All over the globe. They got receipts. Not just that, you never know where your next investor might be hanging out. And the word on the street is, we got all the connections. That's a big fact. We got all the connections. So if you want to sit down with us and pick our brains. In front of our audience. And we're letting you pick our brains. We won't even talk bad about you for doing it in front of our audience, bringing your business maximum exposure. Find the link somewhere around here, wherever you see it. It's there. And apply right now to pick our brain. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's just an arrogant way of operating because you're thinking, not you, but you, not you, (laughs) but you're thinking that I'm such a great communicator that the way I am saying this, someone else should understand it the way I intended it for it to sound. And not everybody operates that way. So for clarity, what you're saying is that I said that I have an issue repeating myself and that I am arrogant. No, I was using the example. No, I was pointing. It was just my hand was that way. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to... Did you delete the story? Did you delete the post already? Of course not. Okay, let me just go... No, I didn't. Did. No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't delete it. I didn't delete your comment. Any, uh, you no, said something post. like, I so understand no, 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 no. Let me say what I said. Okay. okay. So David makes a post. I love when my team asks for clarity. And then his caption reads, only arrogant people say, I hate having to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. You think that when you say something, everyone hears you with the same experiences and communication style that you understand with. Y'all okay? with me? Y'all with me so far? So, yes, sir. Everybody with that, right? That's fair. So what I said was verbatim. Repeating myself for clarity and understanding is one thing and totally fine. But repeating myself because you just didn't do what I asked is a whole other story. Mm. There are levels to repeating oneself and the desire to do it. Mm. Y'all with me? Yep. All right. There's a difference. So if we are having a conversation and you're like, hey, for clarity, like, oh, I'm unclear. Hey, can you help me understand further? Let's get it because I love that you're invested in what we're discussing. But if I tell you to do something or I ask something of you and I'm like, hey, B, I need you to, you know, send those emails off by noon. Well, noon comes and I see that the emails hadn't been sent off. So I'm extending the five minute grace period. And that still hasn't happened. And now I'm like, hey, uh, B, did you get those emails sent off that I asked you to send at noon? No. Okay. Can you do that now? Like that level of repeating myself? No, 100%. I get that. It's, it's, and then, then the other thing, to your point, I love being asked for clarity because it could also be, hey, B, did you send those emails off that I asked you to send at noon? And then B's response is, oh, I wasn't clear which emails. Mm-hmm. So, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's a level of having to repeat myself. Mm-hmm that will drive me up a wall. And I am patience challenged. I just am, right? Mm-hmm. I just like for things to flow. I am such an over-communicator that because I know who I am, I over-communicate so that we grasp things very quickly. Everybody knows what the expectations are. 
uh, because we're not going to do too much of this. Let me help you. So if that situation happens where you ask someone to do something and they don't do it, mm-hmm. it's it could be mm-hmm. that they just didn't do it. Yeah. But it could be that you've given them a bunch of other stuff or they're currently working on the last thing and they didn't do it and now you're mad because you have to repeat yourself when I would prefer, because she say, okay, so for clarity, you want me to drop what I'm doing that you asked me to do last time and do this, correct? Yeah. Or it slipped their mind, which is equally like frustrating, right? Because you have to repeat yourself. But if we're if we're owning the fact that I want to get this person to do it, we need to figure out their communication style. Sometimes... You say it, you're like, yo, get this done by noon. And they feel that you are belittling them or like you're you're speaking them to speaking to them in a manner manner that they don't respond to. Mm-hmm. And in their head, like they're like, okay, I'll get it. But maybe they didn't know how important it was to do it by noon because typically when let's just say you say, Hey, I'm gonna be, we're gonna do um, I don't know, we're gonna have a meeting at two o'clock. And every time you say we have a meeting at 2 o'clock, we actually have the meeting around 2.10, 2.15, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe that person doesn't understand that, like, I need it done by 12. They might think they have a little bit of grace period. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I'm saying it's important to keep having dialogue, and I make that post so that if, like, we can just open up the lines of communication. So I'm not saying, obviously, that if someone doesn't do something, then it's your fault. Yeah, I mean, I think you introduced a scenario that mm-hmm. is just like a one-off. Like, yeah. if if they didn't do it because they have other work, like, first of all, that wasn't a part of the equation, mm-hmm. <laughs> number one. Right. And I believe that once we part ways, it is assumed that maybe that's wrong. It's assumed that you understand what you're supposed to do, and I understand what I'm supposed to do. We understand what each other are doing, right? What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. 
How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal and in the event that you're unclear about it it's your responsibility like once i say are we good we got everybody got it that's me saying are we clear if you say yes, we're clear, then I expect you to do what you agreed to do. You agreed to do it, mm-hmm. right? So for an example, I'll give you an example. I hired, without saying any names, I hired a designer to make a flyer for us. Ooh. I'm not saying their name. So I hired a designer to make a flyer for us. Oh, mm-hmm. no boy alone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hired a designer, and, and I love him. I still work with him. He redeemed himself, right? But just to let you know, because Dave was a part of this conversation and he was like, yo. Yo, she cussed. Well, man, we at the table and I she's mean, talking. First so- of all, let me explain you my cut- story. I know, but in the moment, like she said, she's like, yo, she said, I was about to say his name. That's crazy. She like, she's like, I, I, it was bad. I'm sitting there like, I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Donnie, was that so-and-so? She said, it sure was. <laughs> I said, dang, bro. Okay. so. This is a person, and this is my fault. I have to take accountability for it because this is a person who has dropped the ball several times mm-hmm. on missing deadlines. However, because I because this person is a budding entrepreneur and does great work, I keep trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Not only have they dropped the ball with me and you, I've referred them clients. No, after the client. no more. No. no more. I referred client after client after client, all who have had to fire this person because of missing a deadline. So I go back and I say, hey, can you create, I sent him an example. Oh, and we had worked together before he sent me something and it was totally fine. So I said, hey, I need this template design, um, blah, 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 blah. Can you create, this is on August 15th. Can you create an updated flyer for David and I using the same info? If we can get the one that you were just working on with me today and the next one early next week, that would be awesome. Mm. Early next week, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. 
hey, I can have them both back for you tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds like him too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Don't rush. Again, for clarity, I just need the one that I already ordered because I already had an order in. I, I just need the one that I already ordered back today <laughs> or tomorrow, whatever it was. And you have the other one next week. I just need it by, I think it was like a Friday or something. So they send it and I say, hey, the design looks great. Oh, no, 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 no. I had to follow up. Hey, where is the... They sent me an update letting me know, just checking in, started the drafts for both designs. I'll be sending it this afternoon. Now the design that I needed is late. And now you're still telling me you're going to send me both designs. I need the one design pronto, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, thanks for the update. That was at nine. That was at on a Monday at 9.53 p.m. I was asleep. The next morning I sent a text, thanks for the update. At seven o'clock the next day, I questioned the message that said you were going to send me both designs by the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm mad annoyed, mm-hmm. right? Because we've had this conversation before. So he immediately responds and says, oh, I had this concept. I wasn't sure about it. So I didn't send anything. He sends it over. I said, this design actually looks great. You should have sent this yesterday. I have a few minor edits I'm going to send you after this meeting. Thanks. All right. Sent the changes. Got it. We'll make any other changes. We needed to update some grammatical errors and some times on the flyer. Okay. We're now like four days later, four days late. How many times did I say I'm still waiting on the flyer? We're now at this point, like four days late. This person has not followed up. You know that there's a job outstanding. Now I have no patience. Now I pick up the phone and I call you. Hey, what's up with the work? Is this the conversation I witnessed? Yeah. Hey, hey, I still don't have the flyer. What's up with the work? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I was working on it and something came up. Something came up and I'm going to finish it up today. Okay. At what point were you going to communicate to me? Like at this point, like I'm a paying customer and I refer you a lot of business and now you're trying me. Right? She's saying this just how y'all hear it. She said it like you're trying me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, at this point, I'm a paying customer. We're late now on both of my jobs. And you're trying me, okay? Give the threat. She threatens this is, too. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and, and I'm like, I'm a customer. You can't just not meet a deadline on this particular project now for the third time without any communication. I am annoyed that I have to follow up with you and pay you, right? So I'm making it clear. Like, th- when can you, I need this today. Can you get this done today? He's like, yep. Let me be clear, okay? For clarity. For clarity. If I don't get this work today, <laughs> the threat was crazy. I am going to bash you on my podcast. <laughs> Everybody is going to know that you are talented, but you fail at meeting deadlines. And for a CEO, that is detrimental. So if you don't want that to happen, I need the work that's now almost a week late today. Mm. Guess when I got the work? Five minutes later, <laughs> before we even left the table, I'm showing the work. Right. And I love this young man, really nice young man, really sweet. But we can't coddle people in that way to allow them to keep taking advantage. Like I can't keep you want me to support your business. You not only want me to support it by being a customer, you want me to refer you other customers. I know that you just got this apartment. You got rent to pay. You got somebody got to give you some tough love and say, we can't do this. Right. You didn't. When we walked away from this agreement, we were clear. You told me that you would have something to me later today. Nope. 
I don't even want to put you under that pressure because we've been here before. You got about a week on this one. I need this one tomorrow. Um, so... So in that case, really quickly, I'd like to hear from you guys. Did I mishandle that situation? Anybody? Anything to say? Yeah. So I think both of y'all are correct in what you're both saying because he's more talking about clarity's sake. Getting clarity before the act is done is different than not getting clarity and then using it as an excuse as to why it's not done. Sure. So both of you guys are correct in what you're saying. So in your situation, you were right. But in his situation, he likes it when his team, who may not understand something, asks and gets it right ahead of time. Yeah. So there is no fallback on the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I like that too. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Not handled correctly. So let me let me show you where. That's fair. Um, I understand, and, I would not and he's 100. He's 100 <laughs> wrong, and he knows it. But let me show you why um, I don't get frustrated with him. Okay. Because I know him. I know who he is. Like if somebody, like if somebody's like constantly late on work, they're late. Yeah. But I had a different conversation with him. I said, "Yo." Um, like there's, you're missing deadlines and you're always late. And even the, the people that I refer you to, like, it's not, I'm like, yo, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I'm like, are, are you overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, man, I just take on too many projects and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to approach you with a different conversation now. Anytime I ask him for something, if I need something on the fly, I ask him up front, do you have the capacity to do it? And I said, yo, I'm going to open a, we're going to have an open space for you and I to talk. And I always tell them, if you can't do it, tell me no. Because they'll have a habit of accepting it. And I, and I just understand who he is now, right? So I'm like, yo, if you can't do it, tell me no. Because now I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring him. Mm-hmm. If, if you take on too much, you won't be able to effectively do any of it. And then you're going to have to door dash, bro. I'm so telling let, you. let me do this. I was I was I wasn't quick? finished. I wasn't finished. Let me know. If, let me know if I can oh. finish. Can you handle the mic? Just do me a favor. She don't care. She don't care. Oh my gosh. Hey, do you have the ability to create? Move your finger. The availability. The availability to create a flyer for me now. Good. That do you have the availability sent to that young man? Now that conversation that you had with him, I had with him like six months ago. Mm. Right. Hey. What's going on? Like, what's happening? I want to I want to support you. And, you know, the coach and me can't not help you grow this business mm-hmm. or point out to you what's going to hinder you. We have you can ask him. Mm-hmm. We had this. Yeah, well, I'm taking on too many clients. I even suggested maybe you should organize your business in this way where you're not taking on all these one off clients. You have an, you have an ability for me and David's referrals alone to get some retainer clients and maybe just focus in that space. The answer was yes. So I referred him some retainer clients. You know what it sounds like? There have been like like kids in a school where the um where I'm talking to a kid, right? And the parent says, I be telling them the same thing. I don't yeah. know how you got Yeah. <laughs> I have a I, maybe I have a different communication style, not right or wrong, yeah, but yeah, I have yeah. a different communication style. I'm telling him, like as he says, yes, I can take it. Hey Trey, tell me no if you can't. If you can't, Dang, my bad. <laughs> Dang. It's cool. That's my boy. He knows he's grown. He my knows. bad. Yeah, I love you, man. Um, <laughs> I got work for but, you. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's on time. Yo, but I, but yo, he's 18. And I remember he's being 19. 18. I remember being 19. 
dropping the ball. You know, I never had anybody say, yo, this is how you operate. This is how you move. And I'm saying, yo, I, I know that even when you say yes, I'll have it Thursday. I'm sending a message Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Yo, we're going to have it Thursday. Yo, bro, we still good for tomorrow? Great. Yeah. That morning, I know you said nine o'clock. I'm just, just a friendly reminder. And that's just... I can either I can either just find somebody you can find somebody that's going to do what you need them to do and that's a lot easier mm-hmm. a lot easier mm-hmm. but I have a love for this young man for sure and I'm taking well you be cussing him out I I'll be taking a little more time and and yeah, outside of that let me tell you let me tell you this let me tell you what loves. I said let me tell you what I said so Donald works closer with him and Do- I don't know how he does it but we don't miss a drop like a, like a video drop yeah. or we don't miss any of it. And I literally asked him, the, I asked Donald the other day, I'm like, Yo, how you get Trey to do that? Because I can get him to operate with a little more speed than he was, but Don, he got some sort of communication. Donald just started explaining it. He said, man, you got to you gotta kind of massage it and talk to him and give him enough time and follow up and all that kind of stuff. And we just got a good system now. And it took time, and Donald's the most patient person I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a, different communication style. You got to find, you got to find. So for instance, I made a post one day and it was a good post. And one of my team members, a few days later, said, because he was in the post. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I didn't like that post. It was talking about me. I was offended. And I just... Who was it? I'm not going to say that. What was the post? Uh, I don't remember the post. Yeah, he's gonna I don't remember it. exactly what it was. Yeah, I do remember what it was. What did he say? I'm not going to say that. But anyway, he was like, this was like a week later and the post is going crazy, by the way. It's lit. The share, you know. Was it you, B? You know how something's lit and, nah. You know how something's lit and you're like, ooh, this is a good piece of content right here. It's staying up. And you don't want to take that down. But he said it and I was like, um, he was like, yo, I didn't really, I didn't like it and it puts, it paints me in a bad light and I would appreciate it if you took it down. I was like, no problem. So I took it down. Resends me a video, an edit, right? For a video. And the person, right, Reese, is in it. So I say to Reese, yo, this is dope, because we do like the recaps. I'm like, yo, but hit him real quick because we were like, talk, just just show it to him and see if it's cool. And he sent it, he said it's cool, so he posted it. But everybody has oh, a different okay. last year. That's not true. I don't want to lie. But everybody has, you got to learn people, man. And not everybody's the same. So that's, I just put the post out there. Yo, I love when people ask for clarity because some people are nervous to ask for clarity. Yeah. Especially if you work for somebody like, like a, a, a entrepreneur who has little patience. Now, let me say this. I agree with everything that you said. And really? Everything? Everything. Everything you said. Is there a but here? Yes. Of course. I agree, with, <laughs> I agree with everything that you said. And remember, I started this conversation mm. off with, this is my fault. For sure. Because I know who this person is and who I'm hiring for the job. Now, I factored that into the equation when I said, nope, just give me this one now mm. and the other one days later. Right? I factored that into the equation. But at what point, and we've tried all kinds of communication styles. Yeah. He worked with, you know, someone else that I referred him to that had him on a Monday board. Now that we know who it is, we don't got to go into it. We, right? we, you know, had him on a, a project Come management on, board, attending meetings. No, 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 seriously. At what point do you hold people accountable? Like, would you continue to do that? Like, say, if 
Verizon forgot to credit you back. The person at Verizon didn't do their job and they mm-hmm. forgot to credit you back the $250 that they overbilled you. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it today. You check your account tomorrow, it's not there. You'll call. Hey, I was supposed to get a credit. Yep, okay. Three days later, still not there. You'll call again. Hey, I spoke with someone twice now. I, yep. That person was supposed to do this credit. Then no, oh, we're going to follow up in an email. You get nothing for days. Are you giving that person grace and saying, well, maybe I need to communicate with them just a little bit differently. Here's the thing. We're not doing that. No, for sure. No, no, I, no I'm, I'm to your point. I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not telling y'all if y'all are in that situation, one, they cheat one time, let them go. If that's your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not, yo, sometimes you don't have the temp. There have been times where, yo, the person messed up once. All right. Twice, okay. I, I let's just part ways. I'm cool with that. Yeah, you feel so me? I don't. I don't. I don't even think honestly. And the reason that I keep going back is because I don't think we're we've parted ways before. And mm. then we came and we had a conversation and like, hey, let me help you in the moment that this is becoming overwhelming. Let me know, right? So we've done all that. I've mm. tried to coach him. I don't even think the answer is to part ways because that's not going to teach him a lesson. The reason that I am so hard on him when he significantly drops the ball on deadlines is because somebody has to stop coddling him and teach him how to run his business. If at 19 years old, you chose to be an entrepreneur, then at 19 years old, you need to be studying how to run a business. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. At my age, at my big age, I still drop balls. I do. I can't be upset at the accountability though, right? And I also understand that if I don't receive the accountability and make necessary changes, then people have the right not to support my business. I still drop balls. But what am I learning from it? What am I getting from it? Learning and then demonstrating rather than just continuing to repeat the same thing over and over. That will put you out of business, right? And somebody has to like grab him by the neck, by the shirt and say, look, you cannot do this anymore. You have been given chance after chance after chance now with several clients. This is a bad habit for you. You just like, I don't even want to bring this up, but it's it how happened. you be late. Yes, how yeah. how I was late. So when we used to be at the other location, <clears throat> especially when we first started, I just expected people to accept the fact that I am late. Right, I'm not going to be significantly late, but if I'm supposed to be there at one one o seven, I'm a good one o seven. Right, like I have the worst habit of leaving the house at the time I'm supposed to be somewhere. That is my character flaw. I own it, right? And so we're at the e-complex shooting in the other location. And David jokingly says, y'all, I don't really like, you know, waiting. You act like we just got time to wait on you. And I don't really like people messing with my time like that. Well, I knew it wasn't a joke. He said it in a joking way because he loves me, right? But he was really saying like, yo, we be waiting like 7, 15 minutes for you sometimes. This is not okay. So I agreed to do better. A couple of times I did, then I fell off and I'm back late all the time, every single time, right? So then David learned how to communicate in a way, let's try something different. 
We're going to make you pay now. <laughs> yeah, she been on time. We're going to make you pay. <laughs> well, that's what I needed to mm. incentivize me. And though I hadn't had perfect attendance, I certainly have been on time way more than I've been late. And I take it seriously. Like now, I'm like, I don't want to disappoint David and Joe and Reese by being late and the audience even. Like, you guys are here. I want to do my best to get there on time. So I'd be like booking it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, get me there. <laughs> if one light, like, and I'm still like, I'm still trying to find that balance because if I get caught by one light, it can ruin everything, right? That's <laughs> I'm still on that level. But David took the time to express it. Okay, I tried to correct it. Then he saw I slid back into the old habit. He addressed it again. I corrected it. At some point, somebody has to get serious with you like that and motivate you to correct the behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, if I continue to just be 15 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 15 minutes late, we'd have had a different conversation. Yeah. Here's, here's of course, somebody was asking in the chat, like, yo, how many times? Your question, like, how many times? I think it just depends. If you were somebody else, like, you're just a co-host. Yeah. I'm going to find another co-host. Mm -hmm. Like, one, two times, I feel like you just, you don't respect my time at this point, Right. But it's my sister. You know what I mean? And I I I love her and I want her to do better and she's gonna keep me accountable. So when I'm like in relationship stuff and like whether it's business stuff, like she holds me accountable too. And we have more patience with each other, right? So it depends on the and the asset of the person, maybe like your relationship and the asset. Somebody who is your top salesperson, you give them a little more chances. Am I right? Like if they bring it in 30 grand a week in sales and they don't, you, you got to keep repeating yourself. It's like, all right, I'm a, you say I'm not going to repeat myself no more, but you're going to repeat yourself a couple more times. But the person is not an asset. You're like, all right, this, this isn't working out. Right. So it's, 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 there's no like number to it. It's like the relationship, um, the, you know, how much of an asset they are, how much patience you have, because sometimes you trying to work and draw and like drag somebody along takes you away from being great. And it's such an asset. So listen, I just need to find somebody that's going to do it right. Mm -hmm. And let me focus. Mike sure. Laker. I hear you talking relationship-wise. Yours is relationship-wise too, but more on the business aspect. Yours is more social or personal. And when you're building a business, you really can't do that in scale because you can't, do that for somebody and then do it for another person and then do it for another person. Give me an example. What do you mean? If you are coddling mm -hmm. whomever, um, because they're... I don't know if I use the word coddling. But. Or giving them chances. Mm -hmm. Giving them chance after chance. Yeah. Because you like them. But you may not be willing to do that for someone who is just as productive, but you may not like them as mm -hmm. much. Then you could have something legally on your... but. All that to say, when we're going where we're going, you, we have to start with processes in place that protect us and that we can scale with. And I don't feel like that is doing that. But what you did with that young man at such a young age, you're teaching him the excellence. You're teaching him to be accountable so he can make those shifts now. And that benefits him, his business, or shows him he's not an entrepreneur and go another route at such a young age. So it's commendable what you did and you're doing it in the mentorship um, yeah. for him. So yeah. I know I mixed a lot of stuff together, but there's a lot I wanted to say, yeah. but 
I think we're both handling him appropriately just in our style. And I, I would like to believe that in 20 years, 30 years, yeah. he's going to remember like, man, Donnie gave me tough love, man, yeah. but it really whipped me into shape. And yeah. man, David was really, really patient. And that's what, you know, kept me going too. I, re- I, I hope that that's, you know, a part of his journey one day that yeah. he's, he stands somewhere and not even speaking it, but just thinking it. But I'm, I'm always, I'm always soft love until you introduce a reason to be tough love. Mm, mm, that's good. Yeah, we just got two different styles, like yeah. she said. It's both going to help them, right? I huh? never, you never have tough love. Yeah, just yeah, don't. You don't. So that so when I'm <laughs> when I'm talking to like the people in my organization, I don't treat anybody. It's it's not like I'm I I have tough love with one person, and I don't. I my style of like running my business and like working with my people, it's the same with everybody. So that's my style that works for me, right? Donnie has a style that works for her. Like, you can't really follow everybody's model. You have to be you, and your situation is going to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, At the end of the day, is what you're doing getting the results that you want? Yep. After that, since that moment, we've had a couple of more projects. Everything has been on couple time of more. before. A couple of more. Mm-hmm. A couple spell more. it. Spell it. Somebody spell it. We had a couple of more projects, and everything has been on time. And the work is... The work isn't in question. The work is outstanding. Yeah, That's kind of why you got to keep going back, right? The work is outstanding, but it, it was just the timeliness and we have not had an issue since then. But I am a fan of respectful, tough love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll show you today's uh, thumbnail. Yeah, today. Yeah, Ooh, he went crazy. Wait. Oh yeah, today is the day. I didn't even see it. Oh. Yeah, he went crazy on that one. But uh, yeah, man. Shout out to my little brother. He's killing it. And he's, he's Yo, and he I'm, is absolutely I'm working killing. since he's like 16, 17 years old. So send me these. Why don't you send me these? I'll send them to you. Okay. Yeah, I got well, just go to the episode. It's on the episode. Do y'all, no, y'all follow the social proof podcast? I want that. No, yeah, I'll send them to you. But I'm saying, do y'all follow the social proof podcast? Are you subscribed to the social proof podcast? That's crazy. <laughs> this guy's out of control. I'm, I'm gonna send it to you right now. <laughs> Um, anybody else got any? That was good, right? That was really good, you guys. So I want you to think about your leadership style. And it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and that. So mm-hmm. you may be, you know, you may be such an amazing le- I don't know a leader that has never had to have a tough conversation and issue out some yeah. tough love, right? I don't For know sure. any leader that has never been in that position. Um, you can be a gentle leader and effectively lead your team, you know, to the finish line, to the goal. You can also be a tough leader and effectively lead your team to the goal. You can be a hybrid of both. I like to think that I'm kind of a hybrid of both, right? We're really, really gentle, but I'm very clear when I need to be tough, you know, we're, we're going to be tough. And I'm not afraid to have tough conversations. We'll find out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So far, that's been serving me well. I am always open to leadership training. In fact, that's what we're focused on in this particular month, becoming a better leader. So mm-hmm. I am studying um, I am studying a lot of not just Bob Proctor, but, I, oh, thank you for sending that to me. I am also uh, studying a lot of John Maxwell, um, because I think he's one of the best leadership trainers mm-hmm. of all time. Um, because I want to be a better leader. It's important for me in my company and with the people in my community. Likeability isn't important to all CEOs. Um, I think Neil said, he don't, I don't care. Right. Um, and, and I respect that because some people don't. And 
you know, he's not rude to people. He's yeah. he's very respectful to people. But I actually desire to be liked by the people who I pay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? for sure. And not just for the money. I, I, I want people to enjoy working in the environment. It's very important to me that I'm not creating another mundane corporate setting that people hate showing up for. Yeah. But in exchange for that, we need to be clear on the expectations and on the performance end of it both ways, right? We're creating an environment right here for you to be able to make a living for yourself, do things that you enjoy, and be in a more relaxed setting than you have been. As long as we doing what we're doing is gentle love. But when tough love needs to be executed, I need you to understand and not get in your feelings that now we have to have a slightly tough conversation. This is about business and making sure that we can continue to be in business to provide these jobs. So check out your leadership style. It can be a merge of the two. Yeah. And and my, my style doesn't always serve me either. Ideally, the next person I hire, especially if they're like in operations, needs to have somewhat of a temperament. You know what I mean? Like they need to, they need to have that. Like you can't have, you can't just be like just my style. You know what I mean? Because everybody's not going to respond to that. And you got to find somebody that's like, some people are only going to respond to a little bit of aggression. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you grow up in a household that everybody's yelling, like when mom says, clean your room, and you don't clean your room. They say, I thought I told you to clean your room. And then she says, clean your room or I'm going to beat that butt. They're like, oh, whew, oh, let me, okay, she's serious now. But I know the first time she says it, I'm not going to respond because I know it ain't serious yet because there's levels to, I know when she's serious. I know when my mom and my dad is serious. So if someone that grows up in that household goes into a corporate setting and their boss says, I need these files and they don't, Reply, they come back and say, yo, did you do the files? Oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do it right now. But then they need to add a person say, yo, if you don't give me these files, like, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to go to court. We're going to have to go to HR. I don't know what that is. Like, we got to go to so-and-so. We got we to have your evaluation. Look, like, look at your evaluation. This is what's happening. And they'll bring you into the office and tell you all about yourself. And that is the equivalent of, now it's time to clean your room. But if I'm like, yo, uh, let me, if, if I'm taking the time to figure out why they're not getting the files and all that kind of stuff, that could be a detriment too. So like, we're all learning yeah, this sure. whole thing. So I think so. you got a question, right? I was just going to say everything y'all saying is based on confidence. <clears throat> it's like, how important is it to that person? You know, and like with Donnie, she wants people that are competent. And as far as your style goes, it works for you, but like you said, when, when you're hiring other people to do that, it won't work because they're like, no, I need this. Mm-hmm. So it's good for her to kind of get on them because it's showing him there's a consequence to you taking on too many things at one time and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think um, what you said is really important. The person that you're hiring who's going to be in leadership right under you is going to be opposite yeah. of you. They're going to be the person who, who can comfortably have tough conversations. Y'all, David, be stressed. About tough conversations, <laughs> yo. So how like should anxiety, I approach this? Crazy. Like, and, and I admire that about him. But you're gonna have to install someone in the team that's comfortable having these tough conversations. And I think with me, um, like right now, I have Kyle in place in that role, and he's the opposite of me. He's really easygoing and he's relaxed. So you know, some messages need to be delivered through him mm-hmm. <laughs> versus me. And just understanding who you are as a leader and not being too much of anything to the people who you're leading. You can't be too much of nice and you can't be too much of tough. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Or I don't even want to say nice. You should always be nice, but you can't be too much of gentle and too much of tough. Either way is going to can be can lead to a detriment, right? Yeah. Or not get the result that you want. So just be aware of that, too. 100%. Yeah, one. I believe one thing that also helps is possibly a combination of your two styles. Mm-hmm. You know, you're working with somebody who's up and coming that you care about, but you want them to grow as an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you've got going on in your organization. So I said, okay, I see you're growing. I see you developing. You're having some challenges in this area. So it might be best for us to sit down and for the future, for my piece and for yours, mm-hmm. we're going to have contracts. Yeah. And with these contracts, there's going to be, you know, like Donnie talks about often, standard, op- standard operating procedure. And there's going to be specific types of consequences if you don't meet these deadlines. Mm-hmm. So if you don't meet the first deadline, we're going to, it's go- we're going to charge you 25%. I'm going to pay you 25% less. Mm-hmm. If you don't meet the second deadline, you know, so on and so forth. So that person understands, okay, I'm not going to get paid the full amount if I miss the first deadline. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm doing everything I can in order to be able to do that. Why? Because this person cares about me. They're working with me. They want me to succeed. So they're giving me this, this, this love, this warm love, but the tough love too, because it's hitting my pockets yeah. if yeah. I'm not doing what we agreed for me to do when we agreed to do it. I love that example. The danger in that, though, is they still feel like, oh, well, it's in the contract if I'm late, if I'm late. And not even speaking about uh, the young man David and I are talking about, in any business, in any part, you are just a piece of the puzzle. If you have a deliverable to deliver to someone, there's usually a timeline, right, of other things that have to get done. You're just the first stop on a 10-step process or the third stop or the fifth stop. So now you're not just frustrating the person who hired you, you're delaying an entire project and the other people who are waiting to do some work or the other people who are a part of this scope of work. So I like that and I respect it, but the bottom line is the better thing to do is just as a leader, as a person in the, in the, play, in the position to choose who you work with, choose people who meet the criteria. That's good. That's good. Um, all right, cool. That's, that was good. That was really good. That was really good. Um, are y'all subscribed? Is everybody here subscribed to the Social Proof Podcast? I'm going to check your app. I'm going to check your app. Let me see your app, bro. Let me see. Let me see your podcast app. <laughs> he just did yeah, it. Man. I, I, nah, he wasn't on there. Let me just make sure my man is on the podcast. Are you on Telegram? Hey, listen, y'all, don't feel... Are we boring you? Oh, were yeah, they asking you? Video, uh, 
of you all. Wow. Because I feel like you had checked out because we're boring you. That's crazy. You did? I I didn't even hear you. I was like, that's good. Yo, he's really not subscribed to our podcast. No, you're not. Taylor. No, you're not. You're subscribed to Billy Jean, not the podcast. Oh, you talking about? Oh, the podcast. I was like, yo, are you subscribed to the podcast? Yes. I said, no, you're not. Oh, the podcast. Are you going to unfollow me? On Apple. Why? Yeah. Why? I want the mic. You have to. Social. The listeners are just hearing dead silence without yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. But so, I supported all your responses and everything. Do, I was do you like, mind if I subscribe? Yeah. Are you gonna unsubscribe? No, I don't mind. I'm not yeah. going to unsubscribe. But you uh, didn't support what I was saying? What you were saying. So, like, one thing I was talking to, to Reggie about, we were just talking You're about this. You're on again, again, video. Give me your phone, man. Give me your phone, man. Let me see. So, Let me see. I'm talking to Reggie. Okay, because you're stopping him from doing the video now. But uh, anyway. It's way uh, more important. Yeah, so you're taking them bringing them to the streets. But anyway, <laughs> one thing I was telling Reggie was um, we have somebody on our, on our squad that I'm like, I'm not pleased with the work. And every time something is due, what happens, Reggie? When it's due... Don't put me in the middle. Okay, I'm just saying. But every time something is due, there's asking questions for clarification now. On the I'm like, um, on the due date. This just happened this morning <laughs> where we had something on Monday and my man was like, yo, okay, cool. We'll get that to you. All good. Cool. Any other question? I always, I'm an over-communicator like you. I end the session with, good. Any other questions? Y'all need me to clarify anything else? No. Today, when the thing is due, my man says, yeah, I just had a couple things I wanted to clarify. Bruh. And I said in our group, that should have been a conversation on Monday. Or you could have hit me Tuesday when you encountered this problem, I need the thing now. Don't hit me today saying that I need clarification. Yeah. Now I'm irritated. Now I'm irritated. Yeah, because yeah, we could have clarified that. We could have got that out the way. Ask me 30 questions and I'll repeat myself and clarify every single time. Yeah. But don't ask me when it's due. You know, the thing though is that the most <laughs> important part of that equation is how you chose to respond that, to them. Because as a leader, we are held under a microscope. That's real. And Sometimes we don't get to have normal human uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. That's like, I am so frustrated. I just want to, you know, you just, you have to learn how to contain yourself. Sure. I'm, you know, and um, so how did you respond to that? That was, that was my response. So I did in the, inside the group, uh, we was talking and I just said, simply said, yo, I would have loved if we could have had this information a couple days ago, because now I actually need it to be done today. So this is this is harmful for us to be able to move forward. Then I sent them a sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. Once the sidebar hit, uh, that's when I was like, bro, this has happened too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, you got me totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I also explained to them, I was like, there's a, there's a level of an experience that I want to create for our community. And if the experience gets taken away, um, then the community doesn't get the result that they're trying to get. Yeah. I said, I don't mind failing, but I don't want to fail because it's our fault. Yeah. We dropped the ball. And that's the position you're putting me in. And I don't like it. I don't mm. like being in that position. And you know what? What also we hadn't even touched on this, but especially if you're a part of a team. Especially. Especially if you're a part of a team or you provide a service to a company, when you 
it's not easy for us to provide these jobs. Like, it looks like it's easy, but it's it's not easy. I have to think about expanding my team. And the conversation can come up of, do we need to make some adjustments on the current team to, uh, you know, to accommodate new team members? Or can we just add new team members down to contractors? So it's like it on a personal level, like if I could just be human for a moment, it feels a little disrespectful when you are getting paid for a job from a solopreneur's hard work and efforts, and they're constantly still trying to figure out a way to support you, employ you, hire you for a one-off over and over and over again. It just, as a human, it feels a little disrespectful that you don't value that enough to just do the job. Yeah. Well, look, man, uh, I think it's a really, really good episode. I need y'all to subscribe. Y'all got, y'all, are y'all on the podcast app? What kind of phone you got? So she got up and moved. iPhone? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you subscribe to that? I mean, are you subscribed to the podcast? My brother, I appreciate it. Also, you don't work for words. <laughs> the joke sounded funnier, though. You know what I mean? Than the actual reality. You got, are you subscribed to the podcast? Raise your hand if you're not subscribed. Just be honest. Why are you not subscribed <laughs> to the podcast? Oh, you subscribed to the podcast. That's crazy. Words really wasn't subscribed. That's crazy. I don't even listen to it. You don't listen to us. That's crazy. All right. We got to... Let's get out of here. Yo, Reese, take down his episode, bro, please. Reese, take down his episode. Let's remove him. Let's get out of here. It's I had crazy. a question for words. I'm sorry? That podcast... See, see, uh, what is, see what I'm saying? You thought the same thing, didn't you? Okay, are Thank you, you. subscribe to the podcast, on, not just the YouTube? Not YouTube. So podcast app, there's a, I'm on all of it. there's a podcast app. Where do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify? That's what most people do. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit the little follow well, button. Well, I mean, even if you don't listen to it there, just go in and subscribe yeah, and then listen to hurt. it where you want to listen to it. And if you really, really want to show some love, hit the little five star. If you really, and that don't cost you nothing. You just hit the little five star, right? And if you really, really want to take this support to the next level, you leave a little review. Let me just say this. That was nice, gentle. Listen, if we come back in here another week and y'all, y'all are not subscribed, <laughs> we're checking subscriptions review, at the door. We are checking subscriptions <laughs> at the door. You hear me? You cannot come in. We need a review. All right? Are my socks that bad? Tony. These socks are trash, y'all. Thank you for another amazing edition of The Social Proof. Oh, this episode is sponsored by... <laughs> Six Figure EDU. Six Figure EDU, you guys, I work with entrepreneurs to help you start, grow, okay. and scale your business. Okay. That ultimately means that I have opportunities and resources for you, whether you are a beginner or you're kind of on a roll. Maybe you're approaching six figures, you've made six figures, or we're talking about seven figure businesses. I have opportunities and resources for you to grow, scale, and start your businesses. 404-737-2767 is my phone number. Go ahead and text me. You can just say, hey, girl. You can say, what up, D? You're not sure what you need. We will tell you exactly what to do next. 404-737-2767. All right.
So text me too, 404-737-4935. Hey, um, October 6th, we're doing a podcast training here in Atlanta. Go to podcastersbootcamp.com. Now, this is for people who already have a podcast. We're not talking about how to set up and all that kind of stuff. Like, if you don't have your, your name of your podcast and logo, we're not going through that. We are talking about scale and monetization. How are you going to build your audience and how are you going to get to the bag? So, it's two days, October 6th and 7th. Uh, we are going to be here in the Social Proof Studio together. Uh, very limited seats because this place doesn't hold that many people. So uh, go to podcasters blue, podcastersbootcamp.com and get your tickets. All right? Or send me a text, 404-737-4935. All right? So if you're not subscribed to the Social Proof Podcast, please hit the little subscription button. You can subscribe on YouTube, but your actual podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, just hit the little follow button. It helps us more than you know. All right? We're out of here. We're out. Peace. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.